you'd be having a bad day. It actually would create so much emotional tension, stress, and distress inside me that I would now come to you when you're having a really bad day and I would actually be needing some sort of reassurance because I would always assume I did something wrong. Right. And I'd always ask the question, are, are, are we okay? I now am forcing you while you're in a really bad mood to now have to take care of me. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Yep. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how do you know if you're in a codependent relationship? Like we used to be. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Hi. We're doing we're doing a podcast. Okay. Here's your microphone. Awesome. Here's my microphone. I guess we're doing a podcast in the backyard. Hi. Hi. Don't you love it when <laughs> when you know what's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's great. I thought we were going to Penny's to pick up some more shampoo for me, but here we are. We're going to do a podcast first, and then we'll go to Penny's and pick up some shampoo. Okay. And it's a beautiful day in the backyard. It's gorgeous it's, today. This is where we're doing our podcast today. It's like today. A perfect. So here's the question for you today. Okay. Do you remember at all a time when uh, you came home from running errands one day and... Um, that's a lot to choose from. I know. <laughs> Sorry. And when you came in the house, you were not in a good mood. You were frustrated. You were disappointed. You were surly. You just, you weren't, you weren't in a good mood at all. And I was sitting on the couch and I think I was probably watching football on a Saturday or Sunday or something like that. And, and when you came in the house, I, um, I got up from where I was sitting on the couch watching the game and I came in and I said, looks like you've had a bad day. And you go, yeah, I've had a, you know, it's been really rotten. And I went, man, I'm really sorry to hear that. And then I went back and, and watched the football game again. Do you remember that at all? Um, vaguely. Vaguely. That one stands out to me um, uh, above all the other times that you've come home because that was the very first day. I tried something new in how I was relating to you. And it was, I was scared out of my mind. I had no idea how it was going to turn out. And, um, and I knew that I had to do something different for you and to you uh, if our marriage was going to be sustainable long-term. Do you remember that now? Does that make any sense? Nope. Yeah, you're looking still, at me with those blanks there. Still not... Do you remember early in our marriage when you would become upset? Something would, again, emotionally trigger you. You'd be upset. You'd be um, uh, dysregulated in some way. And I would work my butt off to try to make you feel better. I would yeah, I do. comfort you. I would hold your hand. I would snuggle with you. I would try to talk to you. We try to figure it out. You would spend hours trying to figure out what was going on or how to get me out of the state that I was in or um, anything you could yeah. in, a, in a loving way. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't help, did it? No, it didn't. It, mostly because I didn't know how to regulate myself. You're right. And I spent hours and hours and energy and energy and energy trying to change your state, trying to fix you, basically. Right. 
and I had learned that was no longer working. And so this day I was referring to was the first day that I tried a little experiment in my head, which was, okay, my honey's just come home and she's in a really bad mood. 30 seconds before she walked in the door, what mood was I in? How was I feeling? And I had to admit, I'm doing okay. I'm having a nice day. I'm enjoying the game. It's, it's comfortable here. Um, I'm feeling just fine. Am I allowed to stay in that state even though you are in a bad mood? Or do I actually have to get worried and panicked or frustrated because you're frustrated? Do I have to become like you to show that I love you? Um, no. I, I actually remember, I don't know that I remember that specific instance, but I do remember that happening. Um, and I can remember being really thrown off balance. Because I wasn't because, acting the same way that I had yes. for the first several years of our marriage. Yes. And it made me feel like, wow, he really doesn't care about how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I recognize now yeah. that that's not the case at all. Yeah. But um, then I was I was really thrown off. And I remember talking to you because you tried that in, in some different areas as well. Not different areas, but different situations as well. Yeah. And I remember telling you you don't care about me like you used to Yeah. because you used to actually show your concern and care. And you told me, yeah, but it didn't help. It didn't help. And, and that made me even more confused. Sure. <laughs> I can remember just the wheels in my head were spinning around and I just thought, I don't even know how to think about what he thinks about me now. Yeah. I was so confused about that. It's because you and I were in a very codependent relationship. When you would become emotionally dysregulated or you would be struggling with something, I found my purpose. <laughs> the I, fixer in you showed up. The fixer in me showed up and I admittedly, unhealthfully, was trying to rescue you, trying to change you, trying to right. fix you. And that is actually not a very nice way to show love to you. No, and I and and we both have talked about this before, but it really didn't help me to be able to grow in ways that I really needed to grow in self-regulation and yeah. emotional um, resilience. Resilience. Yeah. the The guy who taught me the most about this, uh, it stood out like a sore thumb to me, was Caesar Milan, <laughs> the dog, the dog whisperer. He has an episode where there's this there's this lady and this tiny little yappy whatever dog, and this dog is going yip yip yip, and this lady's going you know Fluffy stop barking, and the dog's going yip yip yip, yip. Fluffy stop barking yip yip yip, Fluffy stop barking yip yip yip, Fluffy stop barking yip yip yip, Fluffy stop barking, and he's just looking at this lady, and I'll never forget his statement. He says, "The more you become like them, the less you can help them." Right. And that just punched me upside the head. It's like, oh my gosh, that's what I was trying to do for years because I believed that that is what I needed to do to show you love versus being what's called differentiated, which is, I'm sorry, you're having a really bad day. That's true. That's real. I believe you. I'm sorry about that, but I'm having a good day. I don't have to have a bad day for me to show that I love you when you're having a bad day. Right. Instead, I actually think I can love you better because I can come alongside you um, and and go, I am really sorry you're having a bad day. What can I do to serve you? What can I do to help you? Again, not in a fixing way, right. but in an empathetic way. 
What I used to do in the past is you'd be having a bad day. It actually would create so much emotional tension, stress, and distress inside me that I would now come to you when you're having a really bad day and I would actually be needing some sort of reassurance because I would always assume I did something wrong. Right. And I'd always ask the question, are, are, are we okay? Right. Are we okay? And the minute I ask that question, I now am forcing you while you're in a really bad mood when you are hurting and struggling to now have to take care of me. I need reassurance. Take care of me. Right. Because I'm not my own person. I'm not differentiated. Right. But when I do differentiate and I'm going, sorry, you're having a bad day. I'm having a really good day. How can I minister to you? How can I help you? It's actually one of the best ways to love your spouse. Right. Is to be yourself. The, the hard part is when you make that shift over because oh yeah I I was never I was so um, emotionally in turmoil inside I had no idea how to get out of where I was at yeah and there was no way I could tell you what I needed right and you would try different things and it would just frustrate me because it wasn't what I needed but yep. I didn't know how to sh- share with you or tell you in a way that was kind yeah it was just like it caused a lot of of stress and frustration and disconnection between us and fights that didn't need to be there the difficulty is when you make that shift over you have to deal with the part of wow this is different why are they acting different and I, I don't get this. That actually points out one of the things that this is why codependency is so difficult to change is because you need one unhealthy person to trigger the unhealthy person, the unhealthy behaviors in the other person. You're both unhealthy. And right. when one person starts to get healthy because that hasn't been um, the way the relationship has been uh, working between two people. Um, both people have to actually start changing and get healthy right, for right. the relationship to be sustainable and, and uh, mature. It's the same thing as, you know, two drug addicts who end up in a relationship and the main thing they do together is doing drugs. drugs. And when one of them says, I want to get sober, I need to get healthy. The other person goes, you're not who I thought you were. You're right. not, you're not doing all the stuff we used to do. You're, you don't love me anymore. Right. And that that unhealthy person can actually hold back the other person from getting healthy. Right. I'm not saying you did that to me. No, but, but that's true because that's exactly how I felt when you started making changes. Not that you weren't the same person, but, but a little bit like, wait, who are you? You're not, you weren't responding to me like in the caring, loving ways that you had before, which I didn't realize were actually unhealthy. Unhealthy. So they were um, just familiar. Right, exactly. And you take that familiar away and it yeah. is very, very scary. New is always scary. Yes. It's always uncomfortable. Yes. It's always uncomfortable. And and so for me, then it really took me going, I guess I'll have to figure this out on my own. Even though you would say to me, I'm really sorry you're having a hard day or whatever. Is there anything I could do for you? I still never knew what that peace was so I couldn't give you an answer and then so you'd go back to whatever you were doing and it left me feeling alone which sometimes worked out okay for me and other times not so much later on it was like hours later and then you come and say are we okay and and I'd be like well no we're not but and it wouldn't even have to do with whatever the original thing was that was causing me the distress to begin with it's because I responded differently than you anticipated and right. I hurt your feelings on top of you having a really bad day. <laughs> right. And that's it a whole nother. It's messy. And that's a whole nother podcast on how do you help a, a spouse when they are emotionally distressed 
um, and you're trying to change how you help them into healthier ways right. and how to get out of old patterns and old behaviors. That's an entirely different podcast. Right. Today, I, I want to focus on the codependency and the power in being able to differentiate and and be yourself. Right. While someone else is, is hurting and struggling around you rather than trying to acquiesce or trying to um, always fix them or fix their feelings. Right. Uh, that... We use the phrase uh, uh, feelings before fixing. I have to be able to acknowledge your feelings without even trying to fix you in some way. But that requires me to know what my own feelings are and right. to maintain my own ability to regulate myself. Right. Okay. So for... For anyone who's listening to this podcast and you're going, oh, man, that sounds a little bit too familiar. <laughs> that sounds like, you know, they've been looking in our window and kind of see kind of the dynamics that's happening between me and my wife or me and my husband. Uh, you have to ask the question, um, Are am I in a codependent relationship? And, and if that's true, then the first things you're going to have to start doing is looking at what are you doing um, in response to your spouse that is unhealthy. You have to always look at yourself first rather right. than pointing at pointing your finger at the other person saying, you're not doing it right or you need to change or you need to fix whatever you're doing. Um, you have to look at your responses first before any changes are going to happen in your relationship. Right. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, uh, it's pretty obvious. We don't have a perfect marriage. <laughs> We don't have a perfect marriage, far from a perfect marriage. And yes, our marriage is much, much better now. But in the first early years, it was bad in ways we didn't even know right. it was bad. But we've gotten better. I've learned things. You've learned things. We've grown together. And that is the root. That is that is the exact same lessons that we share in the Secure Marriage Framework and the online workshops and all the stuff that we have to offer at Secure Marriage because we right. don't want other couples to have to wait years and years and years to figure this out on their own. Right. We'd love to be able to point to ourselves and go, don't do this right. because could, this will make your wife cry. Could, could you imagine if we had the, the, the six Ste steps? Yep when we were first married oh, how different our marriage would be even the short little uh, couples counseling we did gave us a few tools and those right. tools were revolutionary oh yeah completely it would have been so nice to have these six elements of the secure marriage framework because we were absolutely stuck on the conflict cycle our communication oh, was crappy all the time and it ended up in fights which led to bad communication well, and, that's, and that's why we went to counseling yes. because we just were at a point where like we we don't know we can't communicate we can't anymore communicate. we don't know how to do this yep Yep. And the some of the tools that they gave were really helpful, yeah. but it wasn't enough. Yep. We've we've capitalized on all of those. And again, I've had the opportunity to sit with literally hundreds and hundreds of couples, men, women, everyone hearing pretty much every story walk into my office and seeing the things that actually work. Rather than just theory, this isn't just right. stuff out of books. This isn't right. this isn't just stuff you watch on YouTube. This and it's is, not just I mean, it's stuff that we have put into practice, but it's not yes. just only no. us. It's been used with lots Everywhere. and lots yeah, of people. Yeah, research based and all these other things, and so we know that these things work. Right. And so again, if you're listening, we we want you to have these resources available to your marriage so that you don't continue in a codependent relationship like we had. I was massively codependent. I needed to take responsibility for that. I needed to learn how to love my wife better. And she needed to learn how to 
let me love her better <laughs> in those new ways. Do we want to say that? Sure. We both had to grow. We both yes. had to change. Yes. So if, if you would like this for your relationship, if you would want um, to stop wasting time and and go, oh, here's actually a path. Here's the things that get us out, out of the bad communication we're in right now. It all begins at securemarriage.com. We have three free videos that, again, explain the communication cycle. Um and then show you how the six elements of the secure marriage framework are going to get at you from really crappy communication to really good communication and get you connected yep. so that you are fighting less and feeling understood and enjoying a deeper connection with your spouse. So you can sit out on the back porch and <laughs> talk, about talk about it, how we used to be and not how we are right now. Yep. Thank the Lord. Yep. yep. Totally. Yep. So. If this sounds like you, you can go to securemarriage.com and find out some more information and resources there yep. and that will help you out. Um, you can also go to a Facebook or Instagram. We've got lots of posts and pictures and interesting stuff that will help you with your marriage. We also have plenty of videos on YouTube yeah, that you can watch. So go to our Secure Marriage channel and subscribe and like, and that will be fantastic. Um, to listen to any more of our podcast, you can go to iTunes, subscribe and like there, and then you'll be notified every time a new podcast episode yeah. comes out. And leave us a comment, a review. Yeah. Review. Reviews are always nice. Again, if you happen to like what you're hearing here, make it an honest review. We hope that it's helpful. And if it's not, let us know. And then that will help other people find us yep. as well. So yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that's about it. Other than that, that's it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Yeah, we got to remember to put that in. <laughs> well, I was going to. And... <laughs>